now that we've heard from these industry experts, Lydia, and we're getting a better understanding of how important ageing with purpose is, we want to sort of dive down into that in a little bit greater detail and really understand where and how this fits and what we can do about it. Mm. So look, I think we need to focus on having a more person-centred and individually tailored approach to the way we deliver aged care. And also our, our focus really needs to start being on the function of a person, what they're still able to do rather than their illness and their disability. We need to make a shift from a medical clinical style model of care to a very much a lifestyle model, model of care. And the clinical component really needs to come much smaller and to be honest I mean you know people often say oh well you know how do you do that I mean this is not something that can be done by one person this is an entire movement we need a collaboration between government uh, big corporate not-for-profits for-profits and particularly those with purpose who are trying to drive change and the community at large um, we need to also focus on tackling ageism so so we need to start um, seeing older people not as being a burden but as an asset towards society and and when that happens we'll start celebrating aging we'll start not fearing it but start celebrating and embracing it and start delivering and developing models that embrace that approach. The way in which we go about doing this is looking at changing legislation and policy to have a more inclusive approach to to the age community so they are included within um, the workplace. And um, I think the media plays a role and I think we need to start promoting images that reflect ageing in a very positive light and this will help to change public perception as well. Um, We should be teaching children about ageing and how positive it can be and they need to see an older individual as not just this frail little person sitting in a bed but as someone who's quite active and involved in their community. Mm, And, you know, people that have something to offer. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, this is something obviously you're really passionate about. I know you've developed a framework around those seven elements of wellness Mm -hmm. to help people understand how we can actually create this movement, how we can foster change. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that to us? So at Avanti Care, what we've done, you know, anything we look to develop a program, an exercise program, a a wellbeing program, we, we map it onto those seven dimensions of wellness to ensure that what we're doing is facilitate each of those dimensions to be improved. If you look at them all individually, you've got your emotional wellness. You know, we should be incorporating more use of social workers and psychologists and counsellors to assist with that emotional support and dealing with the depression and the fears and the grief that is so rife in that community. Um, For physical wellbeing, we really need to start embracing an opportunity for adequate exercise and good nutrition, um, making sure that that we provide well-balanced, freshly prepared meals that give variety and choice. We need to acknowledge spirituality and, and, and that is an religion necessarily um for everyone spirituality is different and it's often a taboo it's actually often a taboo topic but it might be just to explore your self-identity or what your meaning is in your existence that's so at the core of who we are as humans and so we need to be looking at whether it's faith-based activities or, or not for others whether it's meditation and mindfulness programs or just an opportunity to access nature or a connection to something greater whatever it is for that individual For occupational wellness, um, our focus needs to really be on person-centred activity, so facilitating the things that that enable purpose and meaning for for that individual. So we've spoken so much about that and so it's so important. And it might be through volunteering programs for people who are still able to be engaged in that or activities that contribute to the local community or why can't they be involved in still serving and preparing meals or maintaining the gardens if that's what they enjoy. This is all around giving purpose and what's important to that person, what's meaningful for that individual. Environmental wellness. Um, really we need to I strongly believe we need to look at a shift away from institutionalized care I think we need to look at 
really breaking those walls down and trying to get an integration between the community and the organisation themselves so that people can start coming into the facility to potentially use services and, and vice versa, have individuals be able to access the community. So it becomes more of a home rather than a hospital-like setting. And we should be looking at shared spaces for family and friends. That, that, isn't, that is often not there. Um, so barbecue areas, play spaces for grandchildren so they can have a reason to want to go and visit grandma and grandpa. Social wellness, um, we really need to consider how we can create environments that foster positive relationships and meaningful connections. So um, this might be through friendship groups or even what is really particularly important is intergenerational programs. There's nothing more important than hearing the laughter of children and seeing the faces of the elderly resident light up. We work with an organisation that has a playgroup coming in once a fortnight and they wait for the entire fortnight to get back to see those children again. It is so beautiful and that's, that's purpose at play in a big way there. Intellectual wellness, to look at intellectual wellness, we need to ensure we're offering stimulating activities and opportunities, particularly for learning new skills. So this might be through music programs, art or craft therapies, and even just access to technology and training on how to use it. I think technology really opens up a whole new world of information for the older person, and it may not be something that they they grew up with, but so many of them are embracing it now and have the capability to do that. Um, so I think that technology is amazing for that reason. So yeah, so I guess Amelia, um, those those seven dimensions of wellness we just spoke through or just talked through, um, I've I've offered you some ideas, some some ideas, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more that can be done within that context. We just have to really look at the way we deliver services and be creative and look at innovative new ways of of fitting within that framework and how we can optimize wellness across those seven dimensions um, for the individuals that we provide care for. I often say to myself, when did aging become an illness. It is not a disease and we have to stop seeing it as that. And the only way forward is for us to actually come together and start viewing aging positively. So I, for one, am so excited about um, what is happening in the sector right now. There is a real shaking up with the Royal Commission, with all of these things happening, that's giving us an opportunity to actually turn the lens on ourselves and look at what we're doing. There's so much potential for change. And I'm so excited about where we can go. And I hope that I can bring together a movement of people to embrace this and move forward together. Brilliant. I'm sure there are many listeners that are hearing your enthusiasm and share that, that want to embrace a positive, purposeful ageing process. What do they do? How can they be part of this movement? I'd love anyone um, who's excited about this and wants to be a part of it to actually um, come forward and, and, and reach out to me. We've got lots of um, information always being put out on our um, Avanti Cares Facebook page, or you can email me. My email address is Lydia, L-I-D-I-A at avanticare.com. We would love to hear from anyone out there who wants to really be a part of of the change and and we all need to do this together. This is not something that one person can do on their own. It's really a a journey for the masses. I really look forward to people coming to me and bringing forward new ideas and new approaches and new ways of thinking. Um, I think together um, we, we have a much better chance of improving things than just one person alone. Thanks for listening to Aging with Purpose. Links to references mentioned in today's episode are included in the show notes. To subscribe and to access a wide range of useful resources, head to our website www.avanticare.com.au. The Aging with Purpose podcast is produced by Narrative Marketing, who believe that storytelling can positively impact the world. Interview questions in this episode were asked by Amelia Veal.